The Last Samurai centers around Tom Cruise, a Civil War veteran who goes to Japan and teaches the Emperor's troops how to fight. Mr. No, Mooney? no. Another movie that I was offended by. The I mean, Hollywood is crazy. The Last Samurai starring Tom Cruise. Mm -hmm. He's the last samurai. Mm -hmm. Give me a break. That movie was offensive. I mean, Hollywood is crazy. First they had the Mexican with Brad Pitt, and now they've got the last samurai with Tom Cruise. Well, I've written the film. Maybe they'll maybe they'll produce my film. The last on earth, oh. starring Tom Hanks. How about that? And here we go. It's the coming, 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 book, book. Man, you come right out of a comic book. To the comic book bullies with Nerdist New Bully. I'm your host, Leroy, aka The Completionist. Uh, that sounds weird when you say it out of context. Uh, uh, with my co host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Uh, this is Eli, um, aka The Glory Hall Enthusiast. I don't know. <laughs> now, that you can't, there's no way to, to, to spin that. You can't spin that. It's, <laughs> Oh man, we're back with an episode, and yes, this is the the episode after episode two hundred one, which I thought came out to a, a pretty glorious success. Eli, I'm not even gonna lie, I was stressed out that old episode. Well, yeah, because you guys got to have fun and talk and joke and shit like that. I was in Gomer mode the whole time and had to like you know navigate this shit, and make sure this shit went there, stuff like that. Technical so, director, camera yeah. one, camera two, <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> but it was it was fun. It was fun the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I said, let's do a quick shameless plug real quick. We have a sponsor, uh, even though technically we're, we're the sponsor, but yeah, I'm gonna let you take over, Eli. Yeah. Oh, okay, yes. Um, uh, I, I announced this last week, um, but I am a part of a uh, werewolf comic book anthology that's coming out from uh, Native Realities. It's a Native American-owned comic book uh, publishing company um, based out of Albuquerque, New Mexico. They are put. They have put out other. Um, they've been putting out anthologies for the past few years, uh, featuring native artists and writers. This one has a werewolf theme, and it's right up my alley. And I and I'm lucky to be a part of it. And we have a Kickstarter going on. It is called a Howl, a comics collection of were of werewolves. Um, like I said, featuring indigenous writers and artists. Um, we've been reaching milestones. Um, Basically, the more money we raise, the bigger the book can be. The more stories, the more art we can put into it. So, um, yeah, we've been making money. We still got a couple weeks to go on the Kickstarter, and it should be out by early next year or maybe late this year, if we get if we get if we get funded. So, um, so yeah, check that out. I shared it to the Comic Book Bullies page. If you can help us out, cool. And if you do help us out, if you do become a backer, you get a bunch of cool swag and shit. You know, um, stickers, artwork. Um, yeah, there's different. You go on the Kickstarter, check it out. It's called a Howl, and um, yeah, you can see the different tiers, the different donations, and and the, all the goodies that you can get. So um, yeah, 
if you can help out, that would be much appreciated. So yeah, cool. Cool. Not bad for a shameless plug. All right. Uh, and yeah, like I said, we're going to plug it a few more times also later on. But let's just go, go into the actual podcast. Let's go ahead and get it started up. First thing we want to do is uh, say rest in peace to Paul Mooney. Like I said, mm-hmm. as some people, Paul Mooney, I feel, is black famous. That's a that's a term for that. Black famous is a term that, you know, pretty much black people know him, you know. But if, if you say him in like white circles, like people that may know Jerry Seinfeld or um, I can't think about the other guy's name. Anyway, the guy that looked like Jerry Seinfeld is like super popular right now. The guy that did Spider Pig. What's his name? Oh, that guy. Uh, John Mulaney or Mulaney? That guy, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's white famous because black people don't know who his name is because I just don't know what his name is. Uh, people who know Dane Cook. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but that's Paul Mooney. And like I said, Paul Mooney is, is, is a comedy legend. He is a comic legend. Uh, he came up in the 70s. Uh, let me just show a picture right there. That's what your dad looked like when he was uh, trying to get your mom <laughs> pregnant <laughs> back in the 70s. You know, uh, what's sad is my dad's not black, but he did dress like that. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. That it, that's This was fashion right here. You could pull any chick Brooklyn, in. yeah. He was totally part of that whole disco Brooklyn or New York Saturday Night, Night Live Guido Italian shit that he, Look, he was I don't. I saw pictures of my dad and, and my uncle going in the club looking like this. I was like... <laughs> So and then yeah. When, yeah, and then when disco when the disco fad was over, he wear that shit to church. <laughs> <laughs> you just but you just button up the the, uh, yeah. the butterfly collar. That's all. Yeah. I don't know the difference. You know, yeah, it comes John Travolta testifying. <laughs> right. What are we talking about? Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney. <laughs> yeah, Paul Mooney. Uh, like I said, Paul Mooney is a comedy legend. He started off basically as a comedy writer for Richard Pryor. Now, before you say all this that he wrote all of uh, Richard Pryor stuff, we're not saying that. Every big com, every big comedian at that level has a writer or, mm-hmm. or a team of writers. It's just is the name is the way the business is because you become a brand at that point. So, like I said, Paul Mooney was a writer for Richard Pryor, and he's pretty much the was a writer on the I, I call it the Holy Trinity of black uh, parody sitcoms. You have the Richard Pryor show, which if you haven't seen that, go back and watch it. I think it's like free on YouTube. It's like six, seven episodes. He was right on that. He was right on the Living Color. You know, a lot of the the homie don't play that stuff. That was he was like doing some of that stuff, even though it was you know Damon Wayans, but he was in it also. And also the Chappelle show, which I think most people know him from. But like yeah. he was super famous, but the Chappelle Chappelle show he had uh you know Night at the Movies, you know, he had which was a skit <laughs> from Hollywood Shuffle. Yeah. You know, he just pretty much just redid it. Uh and what else? What was the other one? Negro Domus. <laughs> Oh, Negro yeah. Donald's one of them. And then X Black Man also was on there also. So that was all the things he would he was doing on there. And he used to say a lot of controversial shit on there, but it was the Chappelle, so she would expect controversial shit to be said on there. Uh one thing he said that kind of got him in hot water was about Wayne Brady. Oh uh, man, that was Classic I'm, episode. I'm, classic episode, but I'm pretty sure it was completely unscripted. Dave Chappelle did not see it coming, caught him off guard. If you say some shit to catch Jay Chappelle off guard, you've done something. You know, uh, but basically they asked him, you know, like, uh, why is it that white people love uh, Wayne Brady? And basically he Negro Diamond said uh, because white people. Now, what do you say? Because Wayne Brady 
uh, makes Bryant Gumble look like Malcolm, like Malcolm X. X. <laughs> yeah, yep. said. So, got him in hot water. Wayne Brady called Dave Chappelle like, "What the fuck, man? <laughs> you know why you do this shit?" <laughs> so that's when Dave Chappelle decided to bring Wayne Brady on and do the whole, uh, you know, training day skit oh, that they yeah. did. Yeah, it was like one and one of the best episodes that on that show was one of the best episodes. Like, just Wayne Brady had to choke a bitch, which was, I think was actually Dave Chappelle's last like episode that was on it. Because after that season three, they did something else on there. So. Yeah, like I said, Paul Mooney, Comedy Legend, definitely go watch his uh his his stand-ups because he has a ton of stand-ups on there. They're not for the faint of heart. Well, that's the thing. Comedy never was. Yeah. You know? And in this day and age where everyone's a little, you know, trying to be mindful about what they're saying, the cancel culture, the woke culture, you know, comedy is his touching a lot of buttons that people aren't used to being pushed. But comedy has always done that. Right. And um Paul Mooney was doing it for decades you know when when woke culture wasn't even a thing he was pushing right people and off. it was almost like <laughs> what you expected of comedians at that time to do yeah. you expect them to push the button if you weren't pushing the buttons what were you doing yeah you know so i mean everybody can't be bill cosby and hell even <laughs> bill cosby not even bill cosby anymore you know jeez <laughs> oh, uh, no comment um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah rest in peace to paul mooney so let's go for it uh let's okay. see what's this next one. Oh, this is this you <laughs> this you because i don't i don't know what this is i don't oh, yeah okay. i don't know what this is at all i try to fill up as much as i could before you uh okay so derek lewis he is a ufc heavyweight fighter a contender he he, I believe he might be up for the, the title shot soon. He did fight for the title, of course, lost. But he's uh, been still coming, went, you know, got back in line, fought his way back up. So he's in, he's in line for another title shot soon. Um, he's a very fun fighter to watch. He's maybe not the most technical guy, but he likes knocking people out. And um, he's, he's, just, he's just a blast to watch him fight. But he's also very funny. His after fight interviews are hilarious he talks a lot of funny shit um yeah he's just very enjoyable he's just a he's just a fun fighter um and i follow him on on instagram so i guess the other day he caught some guy breaking into his car and therefore he knocked him out he is a heavyweight fighter so he you know naturally punched this guy till he was asleep yeah, so I mean, his hands are not like registered as lethal weapons or shit like that. I, I don't. I, I heard it in a movie. I don't know. Well, he knocks out heavyweights, so he's got yeah, he's got some hands, heavy hands, and if they touch you, yeah, you're most likely hitting the floor. Um, so yeah, he he's got that knockout power, and that's what he tries. He he's always trying to knock people out. You know, that's what makes him so fun to watch. He's like I said, he's not the most technical fighter, but. He's he he'll throw down. He likes to brawl and throw down. Um, but yeah, he broke in. So this guy tried to break into his car. He caught him, knocked him out. The guy got arrested. Now I follow him on Instagram. Now his Instagram is mainly like fail videos, a lot of you know videos. Oh, so of, not him of somebody else. Yeah. Okay. He's he he always posts these fail videos of people falling off shit, getting hurt. And he's out, and and his his caption is always he's okay or she's okay. That's what like everything he can he uh, he um every comment on is it's he's okay. The guy will like get hit by a car or he'll fall down the stairs or slip or fall. Yeah, because you don't want to watch a snuff video. Yeah, you know when you you know. And then he's always put he's okay. So this guy broke into his car. I have an image to share. This guy broke into his car. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, he knocked him out. The guy got arrested. And they took a picture of it. And then they released his mugshot. And what did Derek Lewis do? He put it on his Instagram page. And this is what he showed. Let's see. Throw it up there. <laughs> he's okay. He's okay. <laughs> I thought he, I was waiting for he's not okay or something like that. You know, yeah, he's okay. <laughs> so of course, you know, everyone liked it and shit. He's uh, yeah. He, they call him the 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 Black Beast. That's his nickname on uh, on the UFC roster, and that's what he's you know his Instagram is the Beast UFC. Um, so check it him out. He's really funny. I'm still. I don't know. He always talked about going on Joe Rogan's podcast. Um, but I don't know if he ever did, but he has funny, like after the fight, before fights, he talks really funny. Well, you shit. can see, and now that I'm looking at it, his, he doesn't look okay. It looked like his <laughs> left side of his head is kind of a little swollen than the rest of the side. I think so. he took a shot, a pretty good shot. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> He's not as okay as he says he is, you know. Yeah, it might be a little sore, but, you know, he'll be all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he's a funny uh, guy. He's really funny. He talks really good shit, you know, leading up to the fight. His post-fight interviews are hilarious. Um, I'm sure you can look him up on YouTube. Derek Lewis. His name is Derek Lewis. Check him out. Fun fun times. Cool. All right. So we're ready to get into it. The, the big thing that was happening this, this week or weekend or whatever. You know. Sure. Okay. So, like I said, a movie came out. Eli watched the movie. And I watched it also. I, I, I was actually going to watch the movie. It wasn't just going to let you have all the fun, you know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we got a chance to watch a movie. And... And like I said, the name of the movie is Army of Dead. I just put Zack Snyder's Army of Dead in there because Zack Snyder is kind of the draw of here. Or is it Batista? Which is the draw here? I don't I don't know. Maybe both. Mm-hmm. One, two punch. Yeah. You know, yeah. because this is one of those movies that because like I think Netflix said they're dropping 52 movies this year, a movie a week. And this is one of those movies. And it's one of their big Zack Snyder. And Nick, Netflix also said this is the Snyder cut. <laughs> they're yeah. not making anything else after that this is it this is done you know uh as long as this fucking movie was it better be you know yeah that's what i was saying <laughs> <laughs> let me give my let me give my uh review first because i know you're gonna go in on this and i know you're gonna see spot some stuff that you know i didn't see or anything like that i'm as far as this goes i'm the filthy casual as far as this goes you know yeah so, you're not a horror guy you i'm not a horror guy i'm not a horror guy not a zombie guy i don't even really play zombie video games too much i don't watch zombie tv shows I mean, if the zone is cool. So watching this, like I said, as far as my best critique that I give of this, that it was a zombie movie. I don't really know what else to say. Like everything you expect to see from a zombie movie, people get eaten, zombies get killed, stuff get blown up, uh, post-apocalyptic, you know, uh, setting, all there. It was done very well, done very, shot very well. I like how it was almost like a mixture of Night of the Living Dead and Ocean's Eleven, like they took both of the plots together, so that, <laughs> that kept me entertained. I was like, okay, I, ne- I never seen that before, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I love a good heist movie, and it pretty much had the standard tropes, you know, you have the leader. Now, normally in a movie like this, Batista would be the muscle. He would normally be the muscle movie like this, but he, he's got star power. He's got charisma, so they decided to, you know, bump Batista up a little bit, which, where well, he should have been to begin with. Honestly, it's a crime that Batista hadn't been playing like a million of these movies already. You know, mm-hmm. just an action Dude, he, if you really think about it, he really hadn't done a lot of those movies like that, but he he should be living in those movies right now. But this is like the very first time, like you've seen, like the this is probably like the biggest movie he's been in where he's the lead. And like, y'all waited way too long for this shit. He should have been doing this shit. So yeah. you got Batista in here. 
the cast was pretty round. I mean, like I said, you had the wheel man who technically the driver. You had uh the you know the the safe cracker, which you always gotta have in a heist movie, you know, sexual tension, you know, with the other uh, one female on the team, you know, the family member daughter whose dad ain't supposed to be there, but it's a zombie movie, so that's supposed to be there. Uh oh, fun fact that I found out about this. Okay, so you know the pilot in this movie, right? Yeah. She was digitally inserted after the movie. Yeah, to the tarot. Yeah. Yeah. Be means because uh what was what was the guy named? I Chris? forget his name. Whatever you, you you've seen before, asshole podcast, kind of like Joe Rogan, but not like Joe Rogan, not as good as Joe Rogan. Uh, he got canceled. Can't remember what happened. Some sex shit. Don't he got know. Me too, yeah. He got me too, probably for a good reason. So they completely edited his part out of the movie and stuck her in. So she actually never met any other cast members in the movie. Yeah. And the cast members never met her. And matter of fact, it was. And then the beginning of the movie, it was weird because when she walking away and you hear Batista says, "I told you about this guy." I'm like, huh? Okay, I mean, like I said, it's 2021. You know, we're being pronoun sensitive nowadays. So I, I played it off and think twice about it. But then going back, it looked like, oh no, it was supposed to have been that other guy first and then it's questioned up with her. I was like, oh, okay, okay. cool. So, because honestly, I, I never noticed. I never paid attention to it. And, and her dialogue was funny. Honestly, I think she was better in this role than that guy would have been in anything I've ever seen him in. He's not funny. The only thing he's ever done <laughs> funny was what, that Eminem parody shit or whatever? That's about it. I don't even, I don't even think I saw that. Like, yeah, well, I, I know who you're talking about, but he's just one of those Dane uh, Cook. Dane Cook kind of guys. <laughs> Dane Cook kind of guy, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We he's not black famous. That's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But that, that's all I gotta say about it. Like I said, overall, I give the only thing about this movie that I do feel it was a little too long. I think that's when Snyder started to get up uh, up his own ass again. Cause like I said, Netflix don't tell anybody what to do, they just throw money at you, just let you go. And I think for Snyder, that's not always the best decision to do with him. Because I think it I think at some point he thought he forgot he was making a zombie movie. And I think he thought he was making art or cinema. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Zack Snyder, no. Just yeah. Keep it a zombie movie, you know. And I get the parallels, you know, when he had the, you know, the thermal gun and he's trying to make, you know, connections or parallels between you know, this movie and 2020. Because basically, this movie is what we thought 2020 was going to ter- eventually turn into. But it didn't quite go that way. Almost didn't go quite go that way. Uh, it kind of lulled in the middle. I feel like it could have tightened up that a zombie movie doesn't need to be two and a half hours. This is not the Dark Knight. It doesn't need to be that. Yeah. Shorten the shit down, you know. But I had fun. Like I said, the stuff that was in it, I had fun. Kung Fu zombies, super zombies, robot zombies, tiger zombies, horse zombies. Smart zombies. Smart yeah. zombies. What else can you ask for? I mean, I was like, does it make sense? Not at all. And I, honestly, the dumber the movie was, the more I was having fun with it. Basically, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's when it got smart. I was like, no, it was like, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but that, that's all I got. Like, Fortify. Fortify, good movie. Go watch it. If you like, like zombie movies, you'll like this. You don't like zombie movies? I don't like it. Like I said. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it, too. It was one of those, let's leave your brain at the door. Um it, did, it, t- it didn't make much sense, you know, just the, the, the premise. Like, okay, why are they robbing a casino in a zombie apocalypse? That sounds <laughs> stupid as hell. But then you find out why. You know, right. oh, okay, this is, Las Vegas is quarantined, you know. I'm going into spoilers, so spoilers, spoiler warning, spoil some shit. But, yeah, Las Vegas is, is zombie-ridden. And they the, the United States government walled. It's like Escape from New York. They put up a wall around Las Vegas. So, of course, there's those parallels between the wall 
And of course, I'm sure you can read some sort of, you know, uh, you know, make some connections between the infected and and and, and the and you know and the pandemic that we've been going through. Um, definitely think he was trying to say something again, trying to make a statement, an artistic statement. But you don't right. give a he, shit. He's an art toy. He's a yeah. visionary. You know? Yeah, you don't. You didn't give a shit. You didn't care about any of that shit. You just. It was stupid and dumb and just a lots of lots of blood and gore and just was fun to watch. It was like a total popcorn movie, turn your brain off and just have fun. And that's all it was. Um, yeah, it did get long. I, that is my main critique. My, uh, it didn't need to be two and a half hours. In fact, when I saw the time, I was like, two and a half hours? <laughs> oh, man. <Poor> <laughs> but it, it didn't, you know, it, it did lull. And, you know, it did lull in there for a little bit. Um, I think, yeah, he was trying to give us the family drama and all that shit, which I didn't care about. I mean, especially after 10 years of The Walking Dead, I don't need, you know, I, I'm done with the yes, how hard it is to live in a zombie apocalypse. Yes, we know killing a family member that has turned into a zombie is hard. We know about all that. You know, it's a tragic fucking thing. I, I, I get it. I don't need to see it any more of that. Let's just have, just, just push it. Let's keep, keep the roller coaster going. Um, so yeah, when he was trying to like, like dump in like an emotional dramatic, you know, storyline between the daughter and, and Batista. Or even with the, with the, uh, the female soldier on the team, like that came out of nowhere. I yeah. did this for you. I'm like, wait, we're going here. We're doing this we're yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. When it was like, trying to be serious, you didn't care. Right. Okay. Let's just just get let's just get back to the blood and guts because that's what. We're but the at. thing is, it's a way to be. Some some movies can be serious but dumb at the same time. Like you know, they can be serious scene but winking at the camera. Like, but this movie, it felt like Zack Snyder was really trying to be serious yeah. with the serious thing. Like, it was yeah. no irony in it at all. No winking at the camera at all. Yeah, and that's why. That's where the extra hour came. That's where the Snyder cut came in. It was an hour long. It was an hour too long. You could, this could have been in and out in, in ninety minutes. You know, right. and it would have been just nice, quick paced and uh, just a blast. But other than that, you know, just, other than the length time and, and the and the forced in drama shit, I had fun with it. I got to see, you know, zombies getting killed, zombie, really cool gore, even with even though it was a lot of it was CGI, it was still convincing where I was like, oh, wow. You know, um, I was laughing my ass off. It was over the top cartoony violence and um something that he can do very well and i was a fan i loved his dawn of the dead remake um i saw that shit like five times in the theater so i almost thought this was like almost it was like an extension of that okay you know, that's what i'm gonna ask so is there any connection between those two like is this a, a cinematic universe or whatever I, I don't i don't think so um but um this is a little divisive among you know how his Justice League or his DC movies are divisive amongst comic fans. Right. In horror fan, in ho with horror, this is just as divisive because you have zombie fans that aren't, fa uh, that don't like running zombies or smart zombies or anything. That, want... that was awesome. I love yeah. the running. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm like, give me something different. I don't care. Make it as dumb. Like I said, leave your brain at the door and make it as dumb as you want, as dumb as, you know, just give me the, the campy stupidity. And I was good with it. Like, if you notice, I watched it twice. Okay. In the very first scene, they're leaving Area 51. Mm -hmm. If you look up in the sky, there's two UFOs. 
and they go when they're when that army convoy is driving out, the UFOs follow it. So you see these like two lights in the sky, they go. Oh damn! Okay. So there's an alien connection, and I'm like, give me more of that. Like, fuck the family shit. Give me right. that aliens <laughs> taking over the Earth with zombies shit. Give me Plan Nine from outer space. As dumb as that <laughs> sounds, I, that's what I want. Like, just give me the campy stupidity because that's what I was there for. Um, yeah, like, so I don't know if there's like some alien connection between. I'm sure that he, that's what he was suggesting. This this specimen, this zombie that you know that was in the alpha and you know, he was, he could think and he, Hey, he, he put the helmet on his head so he couldn't get shot with a bullet. And you know, I, I thought that would yeah evolve the zombies, you know, give us something we haven't seen before. And plus the movie sets it up. I mean, it doesn't just throw running zombies. It lets you know, like first those slow walkers, they let you know ahead of time. Okay. Those guys are dead. Yeah. They didn't make it. Basically they got replaced by like, these zombies are coming up. You don't know what to expect. Be ready for anything. So I was ready for, when I saw tiger zombie, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for anything. <laughs> yeah, the tiger zombie was dope. Even though it was CGI, I loved it. When especially when it ate the the Burke guy, like the you know, from aliens, the guy Burke, he was like that the, the shitty company guy. Right. Oh, that's another trope. <laughs> yeah. It's always the company guy that's gonna get screwed up. Yeah, he gets his face yeah. bitten off. I'm like, damn, that outdid the the bear fucking scene in 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 uh Revenant. Right. Where Leo gets fucked by the bear like that as brutal as that was this out did that but it, but it was so over the top and stupid like him biting the face off i was like laughing my ass off you know um yeah the, the, the yeah there was a lot of homages or rip-offs of other horror movies it it followed this the, the just the plot followed like 10 different horror movies like aliens and you know it's nothing we haven't seen before but then again he gave us a bunch of new shit to you know to, to enjoy you know i mean i like yeah i like that he evolved the zombies you know and people you know there's some horror fans that say eh, i don't like the i don't like the, the the fast zombies or the intelligent zombies and i'm like return of the living dead yo right return of the I living mean, dead i can't even remember the last time i seen a slow zombie in a, in a horror movie yeah yeah but like everybody loves return of the living dead those are smart talking zombies that run What's wrong with that? <laughs> you right. know what I mean, that's I a mean, classic. You know, now I can understand the kung fu zombie. You know, that was that was <laughs> dodging, but like, yeah, Capoeira and shit. <laughs> right, I can see hardcore purists can be pissed off by that. I was loving this shit. I was like, okay, yeah, give me that. Yeah, I I didn't care. I thought I was, I was laughing. I was like, yes, the dumber it was, yeah. the more I was enjoying it. You know, <laughs> um, yeah I, I i yeah i had a lot of fun i mean yeah there were a lot of homages to movies like you know like american werewolf in london there was a scene where somebody falls and the guy help me up and the, okay right when he's gonna grab for the guy the zombie's gonna get him and sure enough it was like a shot right out of american werewolf in london so it was like you know horror fans were picking up on these little homages to different you know different movies and shit um yeah i, I mean it was it was just it was fun I, I enjoyed it. I watched it twice. Um, yeah, I thought it was cool. <laughs> cool. We're going to make you a Snyder cultist yet, Eli. Yeah. Hey, like I said, I love Dawn <laughs> of the Dead. I like this Watchmen movie. I don't care. <laughs> I like 300, you know. You heard you know? it here first. Eli said it. Restore the Snyderverse. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I think he, yeah, when he does horror, I like his horror stuff, you know. I mean, yeah, he, he, yeah, it was long. He does get a little carried away. I think he's trying to, yeah, make some art. I'm sure there was something in there with Zeus and Greek mythology. You know, the zombie's name was Zeus, and they were 
the hotel was the Mount Olympia or, or the Olympia Hotel. Oh, shit. I didn't catch all that. Now, yeah. now that you say it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. He, I'm sure he was saying, trying to say some shit, but I didn't give a shit. I yeah. didn't but but I'm, I'm hearing this is, oh, even the 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 uh, the whole hotel looked like, a you know, you're climbing Mount Olympus or whatever it was. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm hearing that this might be a cinematic universe. Like well, the, I heard the, there's a they're, they're making a prequel animation. Prequel animation, so, and yeah. I'm hearing a show like with the Safe Cracker. He's supposed to get his own spinoff, like a prequel spinoff. Okay. So yeah, I don't know what's that go. Yeah, but I'm I, down I, for I, it. Whatever they yeah. do, I'm down for it. So. I liked it. It was like a it, it it was a dumb idea, but then he made it work. You know, Escape from New York with zombies using the plot of Aliens and every other. You know, horror movie. <laughs> and, and another thing, Hollywood, give Batista more work. Yeah. Stop having him doing this bullshit. And Drax is okay, but come on, just don't throw him in the silence like that. Give him more work. Put him in the front. He's ready for the prime time. Yeah, he could have been He could have been this generation Schwarzenegger this whole time. The whole time, and he just let him not do anything, you know. Yeah, he, uh, can, honest, he did fine. He did yeah, like fine. Like I said, he, he wanted to be Bane. His thing, Eli, all right, remember that last... Uh, James Bond movie, the one that came out like in 2015. That's oh, how yeah, he was in one of them. Yeah, yeah. Here's my thing he was a henchman, right? I think he should have been a big bad. I think they should have made him Blowfield. That okay. would have the same way, like, because Blowfield has always been like a Dr. Evil, you know, Austin Powers, you know, parody and shit like that. Put Batista in that role. That shit goes away. Nobody's going to do a Dr. Evil's parody with Batista in it. Well, they might, yeah. you know, still. But yeah. But he was That's, showing his range. I mean, yeah, even though. I, I wasn't into any of the drama shit, you know. Batista showed that he can go there. That he right. could he can do it. Flex his acting chops. He's not just yeah. this muscle-bound, you know, big dude with guns. And he he carried the movie. He had charisma. He had screen presence. He carried yeah. the movie. So yeah. I even bought him flipping burgers, you know. Right. <laughs> He's flipping <laughs> burgers at the beginning of the movie. Here's the thing. I've <laughs> seen guys that big flipping burgers. And the first thing I always think is so when you get out. You know, yeah. <laughs> how long you been out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, let's go, let's go to the next part. Okay, I think this is on you also, Eli. Oh, uh, oh yeah, this oh, is you. This is, this Kevin is you. Feige. Yeah, this is me. Yeah, this is you because Kevin Feige owes you an apology. Does he? Now he refresh my memory. What exactly did I okay. say? I, I, this I, is I, what I, you said. This is what you said. Whenever that Doctor Strange movie came out, uh -huh. 2017, 2018, can't remember when it came out. You uh, and. Kevin Feige gave this bullshit ass excuse. Not only he, but uh, the screenwriter also basically gave an excuse saying that we have to race change the ancient one because if we leave the ancient one Asian, it's going to be a racist stereotype and all this yada, 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 and it'll get banned in China. So we have to change it. You said bullshit. You're saying, yeah, it's racist if you leave it the way it is, but you can update it, you can change it, oh, you yeah, can yeah. revise it. And Kevin Feige is now basically saying what you said three years ago. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, we should have changed it. We should have revised it. We should have thought about it a little more and just write it off and just be done with it, you know? Yeah. So, because you didn't have to leave it exactly as in comics. The one thing in the comics that uh, the ancient one, you know, Doctor Strange, they all trained in Tibet. And, like, for all those about, you know, getting the policies and shit like that, China and Tibet were having, like, real issues, maybe even worse issues than what it was then. But China doesn't recognize Tibet as a country. And if Marvel would have even mentioned Tibet in any kind of way, the movie would have got banned. You know, they was already on thin ice being a magic movie anyway. And China doesn't fuck with magic in, in movies anyway. So you could say they could have been in a 
Now, the writer of the of the first Doctor Strange movie, he called it the Kobayashi Maru. That's a Star Trek term. Folks that watch this podcast, hopefully they know it. Kobayashi Maru, basically, yeah, yeah unwinnable situation, no win situation. No matter what you do, you're screwed. And you can I know it. that now. I know that now because I've been watching Star Trek. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you becoming one of them. <laughs> oh, I've been, yeah, I've been, yeah, assimilated into the collection. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with me. Don't start with the phrase. I know the phrase, man. Resistance is futile. I know that shit. We are not about to become the podcast. We will not let Gomer infect us. <laughs> it's like a fucking zombie when he came in. <laughs> oh shit! Well, what were we talking about? Yeah, okay. So the Kobe Ashman rule: no win situation, no matter what you're going to be screwed. And it may be a situation, maybe what it is also. But they say maybe if they thought about it, could have been different. Uh, I just throw up a quick picture of basically what we got versus what we had in the comics. You know. Uh, so yeah, like I said, you can tell which one is the ancient one in the comics and which one is the changed one from the movies. <laughs> so we can tell. And, and the thing is, is not like the other one right. of these things is not the same. <laughs> because you got to think about it. Okay, yeah, it's a race change. You could say it's a race change, but at the same time, it's very few. It's uh, Asian representation in Marvel, and it takes one of the few uh, uh, like representation of Asian representation in a race in a race change. They whitewash it. I mean, Marvel, you you say you're progressive, you say you woke, but you're doing the same bullshit that Hollywood's been doing for the last eighty years. How long it's been been going around? So yeah. So instead of like. Instead of like not being a stere- we're not going to do the stereotype. Instead, we'll just rip off the culture. <laughs> right. <laughs> like have a white woman do the same thing that this Asian guy did. You know, yeah. <laughs> she knows magic. Yeah. She knows mysticism. She knows all this. Uh, yeah, Eastern book. Yeah, nah, nah, fuck yeah. Like That's they all. didn't have to. It didn't have to be cringy. You could have wrote. You could wrote a, a, an Asian character that wasn't cringy. And and then on top of it, they played it for a joke because they had an Asian old guy in the movie. And then Doctor Strange went to him. And he was like, "Oh, I'm not the guy. I'm just here to serve tea." And so you you played it for a joke to do it anyway. That makes it even tackier. Yeah. So, well, like know. like Black Panther, Mbaku, they called him Mbaku. They didn't call yeah. him Manape. They took it back. You know. Right. And you know. That's all that needed to be done. They, they reworked them to yeah. make it work, right? And he was a cool character, you know. Yeah, so that's all you had to do. Just rebinds and stuff. They they doing it now with the Mandarin. They were yeah. scared to do the Mandarin back then when Iron Man three came out because they didn't want to get this and that or like that. Oh, do the Fu Manchu thing like that. Now they reworked them. Now will the movie probably still get banned in China? Maybe, but hey, at least you you're doing the right thing, Marvel. It can't always be about money every time, you know. <laughs> So, I mean, you got enough shit. Let's go to the next thing. Uh, Yep, this on you. I don't know. Oh, okay. Is. Oh, this is about, okay. Yeah, so, I've done my horror quota for the year. So. Okay, so um, there it has been announced that they are making a movie about the making of A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I love movie. movies about movies. I love them. Yes. So, <laughs> Tropic uh, Thunder was a movie about a movie, but yeah. uh, anyway. So a few years ago, um, Gunnar Hansen, the guy who played Leatherface, rest in peace, Gunnar Hansen, he passed away. Um, but he wrote a book, like a like a sort of a, a memoir, uh, autobiography memoir about the making and his memories about making that movie, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so now it's been picked up by uh, some somebody's going to make it into a dark comedy. You know, and it's gonna there. It's gonna be about the behind the scenes of the making of Texas Chainsaw, which I think sounds pretty funny. 
because it was it's it's like that had there was a lot it was a very indie it was very indie they made it for like on like a hundred grand shot it totally guerrilla style no permits um in the hot blazing summer texas sun you know um it was you know uh lot yeah very miserable shoot and a lot of crazy stories from what i understand so this sounds like it could be it could be fun it could be good so i i look forward to i'm a horror guy so i'm i'm you know this could be the best texas chainsaw you know sequel in a long time (laughs) Hey, there just could be a one. You don't don't sleep on that one. I, I like I that. that. That one was good. That's yeah. one of the few that that was uh yeah the uh, the sergeant from the from Full Metal Full Jacket. Metal. Jacket, yeah. he was in there. He yeah. stole that movie. He stole yeah. that movie flat out. That was surprisingly <laughs> he made me forget about Leatherface. Right. Yeah, that movie was surprisingly well done. The Texas Chainsaw remake from two thousand three or four, whenever it was, is yeah. one of the better remakes that come out during that whole remake era. You know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I like Toby Hooper's movies. I like the first and the second one because it's, it's got a lot of metal bands on the soundtrack. I like Leatherface three, but then there's a bunch of shitty ones that are just horseshit that, you know, they're making another one now, old man Leatherface. Now they're making a new one, you know, (laughs) I I don't know how that's going to go. I don't know if I want to see it, you know, Leatherface with a cane. I don't don't know. But um, yeah, I don't know what makes a good Leatherface movie. It's kind of weird, you know, because usually the best horror movies or the best sequels stick to a formula, you know. Yeah. Um, Jason movies work so well because every movie Jason is hacking up teenagers, you know. I mean, because that never gets old. You can make a uh, Jason movie yeah. now hacking up teen- teenagers and it would still work. I mean, yeah. I mean, I you mean, throw him in space, whatever, like that, but I mean, it still yeah. works. Freddy, Freddy kind of hit or miss, but he had, he was a jokester. They turned him into the Joker. And for a while, that worked. You know, then that, that got played out after a while. But for the most part, because it's, yeah. they, they start playing it more and more up by each movie. Yeah, it was more I, they were I turning think... into cheesy comedies. But they stuck to a formula. Same thing with Chucky movies. They kind of stick to a formula. Um, whereas, like, Michael Myers and Leatherface, you know, they, I think they try to, like, go into... They try to be... They try to go into... Try to get too deep with it. And I think that's what, right. you know ruins ruins the formula i think you know i think that's why well i think because i mean if you talk about halloween and text change chainsaw massacre they're also like they're some of the originators of it so they were there before those tropes got really invented they they invented the tropes yeah you know yeah. so that's why i think they don't follow those formulas because they were right before the formulas were even invented so that's- well, yeah michael myers they try to get into this whole cult thing and he's got some magic weird dark magic power that keeps them alive or whatever and there's like this cult that worships him or some shit then that just got dumb and then leatherface it's most mostly about the family you know leatherface is part of a family of cannibals and i think they kind of forget that or they they that becomes secondary you know i think the better see like like the remake kind of uh you know kind of focus that's why yeah the the you know arlie emery from full metal jacket stole that movie because it was more about the family. They they gave, they, they centered it at the family. They gave them they highlighted the family characters, right? You know, because honestly, yeah. I didn't I didn't know much about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So when I went to the movie, I'm like, so why are they going about the family? But then when you get into the family, you're like, oh, the family's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm loving this. Yeah, I made I mean, me forget about Leatherface. You know, yeah. I mean, the Hitchhiker. You get you don't see Leatherface in the first movie until like 
halfway through, you're introduced to the hitchhiker first. No, you're introduced to the fucking cook first. And you're, yeah. And then Leatherface just happens to be the guy that does the, he's the butcher. You know? Right. He's just, just <laughs> yeah. there, you know. Yeah. You know. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I look forward to this. It sounds like it's going to be funny. Um, I hope it's going to be funny. And, uh, yeah, just, you know, for horror fans, hardcore horror fans, a movie about the making of the behind the scenes of the original Texas Chainsaw. So, okay. Cool. To, to get this back on comic book uh, track. <laughs> You said you have a movie about you want to see a movie about a movie. This movie about a movie is what I want to see. <laughs> fan four stick. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I want to see. I will campaign for this release. The fan four stick movie of the movie because the stuff I hear about the behind the scenes of how the movie was made is stuff of go. That is a movie in the making about Josh Trank punching Mr. Fantastic in the face. I want to see that shit, you know. Uh, Did he like the trash the house or some shit? He like <laughs> trashed the house, all this stuff. They locked him out of the uh, the editing room when he did it. He tweeting how the movie sucked before it came out, before he went on it. <laughs> I want to see this movie, man. This movie would be fucking awesome. Even if you have to change everybody's name on it, just make a just generic superhero movie. Make that movie. You have a movie, a movie on your hands. So okay, um, Seth Rogen and Judd Apatow, do that shit. <laughs> do that shit. Oh, wait, aren't they canceled? Who's canceled? James Franco canceled. That's James right. James Franco's right. canceled. Yeah. Yeah, he's canceled. Okay. Have to I, get I, a, I, yeah. Have to get his little brother. <laughs> yeah, get Dave Franco. We need like a website application to see who's canceled like that. You know how child predators when you go in the gas station shit like that. We need that for, for actors also. Don't hire this guy. You know. Oh, speaking of, uh, Massive Nun is back. Season three. I don't think I've ever watched that. I never watched it. Oh. Master Nun is awesome. Master Nun is awesome. Is that a uh, who is that? Aziz Azari. Oh no, I, I've, from I've, I've never watched that. No, that show was great. Well, the first the first season was great. The <clears> second <throat> season didn't see that much like that, but it took some time between the second and third season because he got canceled. Okay. You know, oh, doing that whole right. Me yeah, Too yeah. thing. They went at his ass. Turned out he didn't do shit. He just had a bad sex night. That's all. But yeah. he just got clamped in with the rest of the Me Too shit. They just kicked his ass off. Now I'm hearing. I haven't seen it yet. Don't know for sure or not, but they're saying he may not even be the main star of the third season. Like he's in it, but they may be focusing more on like the secondary characters, like they're like pushing him back. So I'm like, that's kind of fucked up because he was the best part of the show. It's his show. Yeah, I, so, I, I love Parks and Rec. You know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like that, but edgier. It's Netflix R-rated shit like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, moving on to the next part. Okay, this one I feel passionate about. I feel passionate about this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. you got to explain this to me. So. <laughs> okay, I got it. Let me. I wish I could show that to you, but you you get to adjust what's going on in the background. Okay. So, like I said, Twitch. And let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Uh, Twitch has made a official statement about how they're conducting their streams and where things are going to go because things have been getting a little bit out of hand. Uh, and I get to it in a second. Let me see if I can find the actual. Yep. Here we go. Boom. Okay. So do you see it? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. So like I said, it's basically we're going to talk about Twitch stream because there's been a theme popping up on Twitch streamers about streamers have been in hot tubs, you know, bikinis, you know, all the stuff like that. You know, basically they're trying to see whether or not it meets Twitch's guidelines, but it does. Now the thing about Twitch is that Twitch has had a, a thing going on right now because yeah, there are streamers out there that do hard work and do this stuff like that. I'm going to just show you just a random stream. May or may not be mine, you know. <laughs> and then we're, you know. Uh, but you got some streamers on there that actually want to play the game and show you stuff like that, you know, having a time, stuff like that. And that's cool. But there are also streamers on there. This is what I have to compete against, Eli. This. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, big titty Twitch streamers sitting on bananas in a hot tub. There's no game controller in sight on here. <laughs> Meanwhile, on, on Twitch. So, yeah. So you got to think about it. It's hard for me to compete against that. You know, but think about this. Okay, yes, she has big tits and she rides on a banana in a hot tub. But can she do a hundred hit combo on Arkham Knight or Arkham City? I can. She can't. Who are you going to go? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's the stuff you got to compete against. But at the same time. I guess it's, what, what are you into, I guess? Titties <laughs> <laughs> or fucking combo hits on Arkham Knight? Right. Like, what's, your, what's your fetish? You know, what's your kink? <laughs> right. Oh, the combo on Arkham yeah. City. Like, no, I don't want you doing that while we march my body. You sure are the goddamn Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, yeah, that's stuff you got to compete against. So, what they've done to kind of separate this stuff is that they're actually putting the Twitch streamers or the titty streamers, we want to call them in their own the separate. Streamers. Yeah, that's what they've been called. because It's, it's, it's rampant. You can't go anywhere without seeing stuff like that. You just click and you're going to see it. So they basically they have created their own uh, category uh, for them to be on. So now if you click, you know, Avengers or, Street Fighter or NBA 2K, you have to worry about accidentally bumping into, you know, big titty chicks streaming. You don't want to see that. You may want to see that, but you don't want to see it by accident. So now they have their own category. Because and the thing is, some Twitch streamers have turned Twitch into OnlyFans. You know, you don't want to you don't want to cross the streams. Oh okay. So we got Star Trek, we got Ghostbusters. <laughs> Let's see if we can get a hat trick before the night in the night. <laughs> So, yeah, but that's all I want to talk about. Like I said, it's stuff you got to compete against against that. But what can you do? So they put. I've seen um, like some Twitch stuff, um, like some Twitch chicks, like women who are playing games. But yeah, they got their cleavage all like all up front and center in the camera. Well, well, see, that's the thing. Like, they (laughs) that's how it used to be. But then they got smart to be like, oh, we don't even have to play the game anymore. Like they used to play the game, used to suck at it. And then they would yeah. still get all kind of, uh, you know, yeah, all kind of messages and, you know. They're getting all dolled up and made yeah, up. Donations and, stri- and stripper shit. outfits just to, and they're on, they're playing Call of Duty. Right. And yeah. you can see like the dude, you can see the dude name just send him $50, even though she sucks <laughs> at the game, you know. You're like, why are you sending her $50 for the, the suck at this game, you know. But now they don't even play the game anymore. They just sit there like us, except with the tits out. That's all. Yeah, it's extra money. Maybe you gotta, you know, wear something different, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> this is not an OnlyFans page. This is <laughs> oh, let man. my cleavage out and shit. We'll get more hits right. and shit. <laughs> get the wrong crowd, you wear like a big you know, like a crotch yeah. on and shit like that. Yeah, well we'll set up a Patreon. Yo, yo, set- <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Now we start getting money from that Eli. I don't know, like, hmm, <laughs> Doctor <Yeah>, Evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Next part of podcast. Yeah. All right, like I said, it's comic book bullies. We'll be talking about the comic books, and I guess we could just jump into it. So the first one we're gonna do, let's just knock this bullshit out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, sure. like it's a thing, but I'm just not too excited about it. It's the Heroes Reborn number three. That is where we're going with this, and I'm like, yeah, it's. Cool, and I get it. It's the Justice League, but it's in Marvel. They get a chance to tell DC stories where they couldn't before. But I don't know, Eli. It's like, okay, that's cool. Is it cool? I mean, cool, like <laughs> not not cool, like cool. As in it, as but, in it's 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 um it's uh 
it's it's cool for them to do it. Yes, it's cool for them to do it. Like, good for you. I'm glad you do it. Not yeah. like cool, like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. no, not like that. It's all right. You bet you know, you know, yeah, hey, my, but now I'm just gonna just ride this thing out, you know, just see how it goes. Maybe make fun of it, get some kind of entertainment from it, you know, just whatever. So let's just jump into it. Let's see, stop screen. Oh, yeah, stop that. Let's go here. Okay, yeah, because so, I read this and I'm like, there's no I'm not, you know, going balls deep into the politics and all the references like we did last week. I, I didn't see any of that there. I just uh, saw fast dude. Like I said, okay, so like last uh, last week's episode was about Hyperion, you know, the Superman ripoff. Now this is about the blur, which is the Flash ripoff, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the wrong book. I'm doing the wrong book. Yeah, it's the wrong book, man. That's the wrong book. Oh, shit, what the fuck am I doing? Ah, there we go. Number three. Yeah, there we go. Reaver. Okay. So, like I said, this is the flash book we're doing. And like I said, the you see on the back is the Scarlet Witch. No, I'm sorry. Scarlet the, Speedster or something? The, or is, I think a, a Speedster some, Witch or something. Speedster Witch. She's the Speedster Supreme or whatever the fuck she is. Yeah. So it sounds like some out of Taco Bell or whatever. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, basically how the book starts off, he's basically telling how fast he is he's watched like 15 tvs at one time and he's got five dates going on at the same time he works like 12 jobs and he does all the stuff and it's all cool they saying why he's doing all that he's still being a superhero and here's the first flash uh like uh trope or you know thing you see in a flash comic now he's fighting ursa major ursa major is actually a a marvel thing he's basically a russian bear that's part of their russian avengers team but he's in the Bear City. So basically, it's a reference oh, to Gorilla Gorilla Grodd. Gorilla right? Grodd. See, Gorilla. I, I didn't even, damn. Yeah. I didn't even catch that. Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> they, they don't go that deep in this book like they do have here. Like every book is this, this, and this, and that. Although they do start some. Like he, when he says, like, blur, whatever. Yeah, right there. Blur note. That's like flashback. When he always says flashback, it's always like a thing there or whatever like that. So anyway, he's fighting the Scarlet. What is her name? Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Speedster, Scarlet. Who the gives Speedster a fuck? Supreme or something? The Speedster shit? Witch. Silver Witch. Silver Witch. Silver Witch. Yeah. Silver Witch, the Speedster Supreme. So she's chasing her all over the place. She's mad because apparently he killed Quicksilver or she blames him for killing Quicksilver. So she does some chaos magic real quick and snatches his soul. Not in a rule 34 type of way, uh, like in a cosmic, you know, comic type of way. So his soul's been snatched. He's gone to the demon dimension the dread the dread dimension now i want to say eli this might be where he's going to the speed force you know like they yeah that's what i took it as that's what i took it as yeah because because like i said the flash isn't magic but when you think about it he is magic i don't know basically how you think about it but you never really associate uh flash magic but anyway the blur got his soul snatched civil witch has his soul and basically he's doing and basically the longer he's away from his soul he'll die so he has to catch his soul before he dies so it's a race so he's just chasing her trying to catch her with her but since his soul away from it he's like getting slower some shit he fights the mindless ones and all stuff like that blah 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 that's all cool uh what happened he's basically talking about how all the stuff he's did like he outraced death which is also a flash reference uh because flash outraced death after crisis of infinite earth uh race through itself to stop doom 29 super streaky time slide from mucking up with american history I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the thing, but it's lost on me. I don't know what that is. So he does. Oh, he races Ghost Rider. Uh, Ghost, Ghost Racer. Runner. Ghost, Ghost, Ghost Runner. Ghost Runner. But they're running up the pennant stairs. 
that's the dumbest shit I ever heard with him like that. And anyway, he eventually he catches up with her. And then Civil is like, you are, if I snatch your soul away from you that easy, that should tell you something. You aren't supposed to be here. So you are unnatural. I'll even show you how unnatural you are. And she says, no more speed. That's not a Flash reference. That's a Scarlet Witch reference. And then his speed goes away. He just trips over himself. And she punches him in the face like that. She just walks away from him because he's like super slow. So anyway, move past this shit. This is what I want to get to. Uh, apparently, he trained with the Ancient One. So he knows how to open his third eye, mm -hmm. you know, by looking at a flower. So he opens his third eye. So when he opens his third eye, he can see shit. I don't know. So I'm thinking this is also this is some new shit from the Flash, which is the Steel Force, where he learns how to, and not to not to Speed Force, but the Steel Force, where he learns how to slow himself down. Maybe a thing, may not be a thing, but anyway, when he does that, he sees stuff in the dread dimension that normally regular people can't see. So when he does that, he hops on a whale, a, a demon whale, and he's able to catch him and get, get his soul and get her back like that and throws it in a Ravencroft asylum. That's not a flash reference. That is another reference. I'm pretty sure we will see Ravencroft when we get to Nightwing or Night Duck or what's the new name? Nighthawk. Nighthawk. Yeah, guy, when we see him. All right, so Scarlet Witch has been thrown back crazy, and she's basically saying, I'm not crazy. The world is crazy. Everything is wrong. What's going on here? But nobody's paying attention to her. Except one person who has the hand tattoo on her face yeah. and glowing eyes. Echo. Mm -hmm. yeah. She's the only one paying attention to her. And just quick thing. Oh, and we see the blur, the blur about to get into a race. And we, we don't know who he's racing, who he's talking to. He is racing eternity. Why is he racing eternity? I don't know. He just is. Uh... But anyway, going to the end of it, uh, Captain America and Blade catch Echo, who's been sitting in Ravencroft just chilling. She can break any time she wants to. She just hasn't because she feels something's wrong with the world. And now they recruit her. You know, he's saying, I'll put the other team. And yeah, that's yeah. Stuff. My guess is they're going to use the flash or the flash or the blur to fix it. Use her because I'm sure that I mean, yeah, I mean. Because Echo is now the Phoenix, I'm sure that might have disrupted. She could just change this shit if she wants to. Yeah. Matter of fact, she's saying she might have been the one that might have fucked this up to begin with. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like she, yeah, because she, she's once because this happened once she got the power. Right. Once she got the power, then we got this weird shit going on right now. Yeah. So all she got to do is snap her fingers, turn back what it is, and that's it. So yeah, uh, three out of five. I'm I'm losing more and more interest in this book. Is Jason Aaron becoming more and more Jason Aaron? Yeah, I know y'all like, hey. like the guy, but yeah. yeah, I was like, "Hey, Echo!" Oh, and she's playing the piano, and then that's it. They could at least say what song she was playing or something, you know. <laughs> and she's deaf. That's a thing. What the hell is she playing? Right. <laughs> I mean, Ray Charles. Wait, Ray Charles blind. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, Beethoven shit. was deaf, wasn't he? <laughs> I think so. No, was it Beethoven? Bach. Oh, Bach okay. was deaf. One what of them. One of them. Lost I think the they were all deaf. I think because they're playing the symphonies and shit like that, made them all go deaf. Okay. Or whatever. But. All right. Sidebar. Yeah. So you got you're doing Shang Chi. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll do the Immortal Hulk. Okay. Let's see Time of right. the Monsters. Let's see. So this is another one shot. Okay. So you got to tell me who wrote this. I, I don't think Al Ewan did this. No, Al Ewan did this. Oh, he, oh, he did. Okay. Yeah. So let me see. Let's just share. I'll get this up. Share screen. All right. Okay, you see that? Yep, let me put it up there. <clears throat> ah, what the fuck? That's the one below all. Sorry. Oh, that's so the, okay. Yeah. yeah, so this is the, the Time of Monsters. It's like a little spin-off uh, story. Um, 
from the main book, but it's basically about the very first, I think the very first Hulk ever. Uh, um, Moon? No. Oh. Um, this is in Jordan in 95 BC. So I'm sure this probably has something to do with that. Remember the, that Jason Aaron shit where they went back to like the prehistoric time? Yeah, the, the BC Avengers, yeah. Yeah, all that shit. I think that might be referring to this. So anyways, there's like this old tribe, this prehistoric tribe 10,000 years ago or whatever, or before before Christ or whatever. And it's like this tribe is they're like starving and shit, but they worship this like gr- the, the green eye or something. It's some weird plant thing in the middle of the desert they they make sacrifices to it um the, the chief like sacrifices his son to this thing shout out bomb miguel go what up okay yeah oh somebody okay yeah what up <laughs> um and so this uh so this this the son gets absorbed by this green eye thing that's in the desert um and the, and then he becomes a Hulk. He becomes like this big giant Hulk monster. And they're like, hey, there's a big giant beast that we could kill and eat. You know, then we can eat finally because they're starving. So they, you know, um, they all hunt down this, uh, this uh, Hulk thing, this Hulk creature. They trap it. They kill it. Um, and they eat it. Well, because he's a Hulk. He goes to Green Hell and he meets the one below all. And that's this is this is the he one below way all. back in the BC. And yeah. Like so and then it's like you you will come back. Here's the green door. Go get resurrected. So the guy goes through the green door. The thing is, the tribe has already cut up and eaten him. So he needs his body back. So what does he do? He starts coming out of all their mouths. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, some hard shit. Okay. Uh, yeah, some this very gross and awesome shit going here. So yeah, they all he starts. They all start puking him, puking back all the meat that they've eaten, and he reforms as the Hulk again. And um, yeah, basically like I'm the Hulk. I'm here or whatever, and that's that's the end. Um, so pretty cool little reference, you know. Uh, you know, a little side story that's that's you know not, you know, ties itself to the main book, you know. So it kind of like spawn dark ages or something like that. You know what I mean? That's what kind of reminded me of, you know, an olden an olden day Hulk. So pretty yeah, cool. I know Ghost I Rider used to do that a lot, you know, like the Phantom yeah. Rider and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, different, so. different versions of the Rider. So this is like a, the, the the very first book ever. So yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So four out of five. Okay, kind of reminds me of Slammer from Ghostbusters, but that's just me. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, so let's see where do we go. Let's go to the colors. Let me see here. Uh, ha ha, growth. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought too. It caught me <laughs> off guard. We need, yeah. we need a, a disclaimer on that one next. Yeah, time. I, I actually went. Oh god. The thing yeah. is, you always talk about this. Is that the first time I ever showed the one below all? Um, they've we've seen them before. We've seen okay. them. Okay. I think that I maybe I, I shared a picture of them, but yeah. Okay, because you, you always talk about it, but you've never shown them before. Is what I, the first time I saw them, like, okay, yeah. I wasn't ready. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. We're not going to do Shang-Chi yes yet. We're going to do Justice League number 61. We're going to stick with Brian Michael Bendis. Okay. That's his book. Slash Naomi. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's basically doing a Naomi book with Justice League. So, uh, let's jump into this. What do we got here? What do we got here? 
we are starting with, oh, it's right there. Boom. So last time we left off, uh, the Justice League were getting attacked by some big supervillain named Brutus. Uh, Brutus went back to his home world, which is Naomi's home world. So since Naomi has the same energy, she or Flash used his cosmic treadmill to jump dimensions and shit like that. And Naomi took him there, but they all got split up. They don't know where they are right now. So uh, basically Brutus is back in his home world and his home world is pissed. They're like, why are you here? You're supposed to be on Earth, taking over Earth. And you're like, I can't because they got all these crazy ass super people over there. You should have warned me about that. Like, I can't warn you because we had a technology. We could just send you over there one time, twice at the most, and that's it. He was like, so maybe we just find another planet. He's like, no, this is a planet we need to find because Zambado uh, tried to take over the planet. And I think Zambado is either Naomi's father or he killed her father. One of them, I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, he's saying we need to take over that planet. That planet is awesome. Um, and then they get this weird shit. They're like, what happened? So they realize the Glorez surge, whatever like that means is that the, they know that the Just League has hopped over here to their planet. So that's because they're scared of it. And basically the book is about what's going on with all the Justice League members. I'm going to just hop to it real quick. Black, Black Canary runs into some of the people and then turns out her powers being on this planet are like amped up way more powerful than ever been before. So she just screams at them and they just Get the fuck out of the way. She's like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that. And she's like, who are you? And like, maybe you didn't hit me the first time. So you know what she did. Uh, Batman has a little thing with Naomi. I'll show that. So Naomi is scared. She doesn't know what's going on. The people are coming up here also. Then all of a sudden, boom, black smoke pops out of nowhere. They're like, where, where did black smoke come from? And then all they see in the middle of the, of the thing is a batarang. They don't know what happened. They think in her powers is she can turn into a batarang. You know, but turns out Batman took her. And uh, took her away from there. And she like, shh, wait for it, wait for it. And then Batarang explodes <laughs> in front of the faces. Uh, anyway, she's scared. Batman does his whole mentor, Robin, what a yada yada. I'm not going to worry about that. Uh, oh, this is kind of funny, though. Batman and Superman have their own frequency that the Justice League can't hear. So they can talk to each other when nobody else, when they need to just have a conversation with themselves. And base Superman power, where everybody else's power is getting stronger, his power is getting all fucked up. His his uh, heat vision is going crazy, and Batman doing do that time like we did with uh, Talia and the Riddler. Oh, you mean that time like we did with King Cobra and Fantasy? They basically saying a whole bunch of shit that only they know nobody's talking about. So he opens his eyes, and that's when Brutus is headed right for him, about to smack his ass. Cut to the end. Yeah, Green Arrow does some bullshit. Don't care. You failed the city. Don't <laughs> care. Oh, this wish of Aquaman. <clears throat> Aquaman is there. All he says is death, starts crying, passes out, and he gets taken. That's all you see, Aquaman. That's it. He's no longer in the boat. Uh Hawk, Hawk Girl, don't she does shit, don't care. Superman <laughs> gets his ass beat by Brutus, because he's a jobber in Ben's book for some reason. And then when just we think he's a jobber, Black Adam shows up, unhand him, you know, and then they can see the battle from a distance. So they know something fucked up is going over there. So Batman's like, everybody on me. So they start flying. So that's just league. And you're like, if your powers are fucking up, stay back. Naomi's like, I know you're talking about me. They're like, maybe, you know. So when they get there, they see Brutus, but they see Superman and Black Adam got the shit beat out of him by Brutus. So Brutus is just like, okay, so let me do the math. So all I got to do is take the rest of you five out and I conquer Earth. Cool. So that's the book. Just League Dark Shit. Don't care. Have me read it. Don't care. Uh, just kind of keeping up with it. It's cool. 
this book is going to throw people off reading it because, you know, Bendis got his whole Bendis dialogue thing going. It is everybody's not going to be a fan, but hey, I'm I'm into it for the for the time being. For so, the time being. For the time being, I write it out. <laughs> I just like the artwork on it more than anything else, you know. And plus, I get it. It's like I said, if he's basically making this a a, a Just League book disguises Naomi, finally we'll find out what the hell Naomi is all about, you know, before her CW show comes out. So yeah. All right. So uh, yeah, what you got? I guess I'll do Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Uh, number 12. Cool. All right. So this is still the prelude to, of Target Solo, the War of the Bounty Hunter uh, event that's going on. Uh, but this is the main Bounty Hunters book that I've been following for the past, well, a year now. Shit. Um, so this is basically a Valance. Valance's book. Valance is an old cyborg, uh, you know, Bounty Hunter from back in the olden the old uh, Star Wars comics. Um, he used to be an Imperial uh, pilot, but then got blown up, and now he's like a cyborg. Um, so we've been following his journey. Right now, him and Dengar are on their way to that planet that Boba Fett had that gladiator fight on, because they know Boba Fett has Han Solo. Um, uh, Dengar is after the bounty. Valance wants to save Solo. Him and Solo were in the Imperial Academy together. We get some uh, flashbacks between uh, Valance and Solo, um, where, where he actually saved Solo's life. Um, but meanwhile, we have 4LOM and Zuckus. They're those other two uh, bounty hunters that are in Empire Strikes Back. The um, one looks like a one looks like a bug. He has like a bug face, and okay. um, and the other guy uh, and. 4LOM basically looks like a uh, like C3PO but with like a with an insect head. So this okay, is Okay, let me see if I can load it up. These two guys. Oh yeah. Yeah, those guys. They they were in the lineup of bounty hunters on that in that, you know, the Star Destroyer deck in Empire Strikes Back that Vader's talking to. But so they're they're after Valance, but then they cut a deal. They're like, "Hey, you know, um Everybody's after Solo. I mean, you can, we know, you know, we're, if you want to help us track down Solo, and they're like, no, no, you know, we're not, the cost of fuel and going up against Boba Fett, blah, 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 it ain't worth it, you know. But then they're like, oh, well, I know where, I know where Boba Fett is. So they're like, okay, cool, let's go. So they basically all decide, let's, let, we're going to go, uh, you know, go find Boba Fett, you know. So it's still setting up this war. They're all trying to find, you know, Han Solo frozen in carbonite. This takes place between um, Empire and Jedi. Boba Fett is has Han Solo, but he's lost him. That's what's going on right now. So, um, yeah, it's still the preload. So it hasn't quite started yet, but I'm into this whole crime underworld of the Star Wars universe. So I give it a four out of five. So, yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So, uh, my last book, and I appreciate you for letting me do this one, Eli, otherwise I wouldn't have shit to do. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I said, now, we're going to say this correctly because uh, we've been saying it wrong for the last 40 years, Eli. I just found out about this, too. I just found out. About, I didn't know that life. either. My whole <laughs> life, we, it's been a lie, you know. So, it's not Shang-Chi, it's Shang-Chi. We've been yeah. saying it wrong the whole time. That's how they're going to say it in the movie. So, that's how we're going to say it now. We're going to be progressive. We're not going to uh, do like every other YouTuber or 
Twitch stream or whatever want to do that just want to where they call him Shang Chi. I'm calling Shang Chi. Woke Marvel won't change me. You know, gonna change. <laughs> not <laughs> gonna, my Shang Chi. Right. They're just gonna keep saying they're gonna double down. They're gonna lean into it. No, we're not gonna do that. We, if they say it's Shang Chi, we're gonna go with Shang Chi. Just more. And I'm gonna go eat me a taco. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell me to wear my mask. You know all this shit. So yeah. So basically, what's going on right now is that this is we review Shang Chi or Shang Chi. It's, I got to deprogram myself. It's kind of like yeah. Thanos and Thanos, you know. Like we always, anyway. Going on past that, we we review Shang Chi's five issue mini series stuff like that, and this is his ongoing series actually leads right into that. It's all connected together, so it flows right into it. Basically, uh, introducing Shang Chi's new status quo, and we're going right into it. So it's cool, and also missing into what he's been doing with the like how he's been with the MCU to begin with also. So let's see, we're going to remove, we're going to get here. Is this right? Oh yeah, there we go. Almost fucked that up. Okay. So like I said, the first arc of the story is called Shang-Chi versus the Marvel universe. And exactly what you think it's going to be uh, the first up, but it's not all at the same time. Basically, <laughs> you know what? They're doing the same thing they did with Black Panther. Eli. I can see it, but I'll talk about that later on. They're basically starting to put Shang-Chi over. You know, so they got to line them up with a whole bunch. Basically, going to turn the whole Marvel universe into a bunch of jobbers and put them over. You know, uh, so the first one's up, Spider-Man, because it's an issue number one, and you want his movie to sell a whole bunch. So you got to put Spider-Man in the book to sell. That's that's just what you do. That's that's the Marvel way. Uh, and he also got his sister, Sister Dagger, who's now Deadly Dagger in the regular run. But this is actually a prelude to what happened later on. This actually, we're going to flashback to early what's going on. So like the hot lawyer. Uh, that was the niece of his boss. They're finally going to date. This is months after what happened in the last in the miniseries. And they're basically talking and having a good time. And while he's doing this, uh, his sister keeps calling him. Sister keeps calling him on the phone, uh, texting him, do you want me to kill this guy? They're like, no, don't kill a guy. Can at least stab him. You know, stab him. So what they're doing in this whole time, like the crime organization he inherited, he's trying to basically undo all the stuff they did. So any kind of drug smuggling, weapons dealing, human trafficking he's trying to shut this shit down he's using his people to shut this shit down but he's got to find them first mm -hmm. so while they're doing all that um and finally he just cuts his phone out he's like don't call me no more i'm on a date and then right before they get busy with the busy boom the guy gets thrown into the window and outside sister daggers out there she's like i didn't kill him <laughs> you know <laughs> so you're like and quit calling me brother hand quit calling me springer man and he basically telling him quit calling him that shit you know um so then we go to it and and they see this little thing there. Oh, basically, this guy picks up something off the ground, and it's, it's like, like a, a little, package, yeah, yeah, package, little worm thing, stuff like that. A and root. basically, yeah, like a root or whatever you want to call it. And before we get there, this this part was kind of funny. Also, when when Shang Chi says, "Uh, what, leave me alone. I'm on a date. I don't. I get a date every now and then." And this is that like, what the hell? Are you wasting time with dates? <laughs> you know, you're the, you're the king. We can just hey, call you a couple concubines and call it a day. You know. <laughs> As many concubines as you want. Yeah, you, yeah. Want, you know, soy your royal oats, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so while that's going on, the guy picks up the root and he turns into some kind of were falcon animal thing, whatever like that. Change to be the shit out yeah. of him. Yeah. yeah. Change to be the shit out of him. Make quick work out of him. Not a big deal. Sister Dagger picks up. She's like, this guy got a little spider toy hooked to his foot. And Shang-Chi is just like, that's not a spider toy. That is uh, a toy. Oh, yeah, because Sister Daggy's like, 
how dare you touch the king or the supreme commander? I'm about to cut your fucking throat out. And then she gets webbed up, and then boom, the amazing Spider-Man. This is old Pete. This is the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, Peter Parker. He's here. And Shang-Chi sees Spider-Man. And she wears him up. He's like, oh, this just feel like snot. You know, yeah. when, when she puts the uh with the web shooter on him, the webs on him. And then they meet each other. They, they do because basically Shang, Shang, the reason they know each other, Shang-Chi trained him. When Spider-Man lost all his powers, he trained him in the way of the spider. So he taught him how to fight. You know. Spider style. Yeah, spider, whatever you want to call it. Have you is Marvel's Capcom. And then he meets his sister, Deadly Dagger. And basically what they're doing is that they're, tra- they're tracking down this drug ring. And since Spider-Man is doing the same thing, he's tagging along with them. You know, and they all, you know, do their thing. And Spider-Man's just like, I'm about to swing. And Shang-Chi's like, allow me to accompany you. And Sister Dagger's like, why, why are you talking like that? <laughs> you know, like, don't he know who you are? Like, you don't talk about that. These superheroes shouldn't be talking to you like that. Because he's still acting like he's like the, a second tier guy around these guys, you know. Uh, so then he talked to the old guy of the shop. He's like, I know you're running drugs at the back. I know you're doing it. Shut the shit down. He's like, oh, I I used to work for the old one. You're basically a shame. The, the old crime boss that Shang-Chi and Sister Dagger's father. I used to work for them. He put me up to this. We used to like the Yeti, which is the urine, which is what yeah. they call their Yetis in, in China. Yeah. And ba- yeah, basically, he learned how to manipulate the formula where he can sell the drugs to people and make them super powerful, super villains, shit like that. And he gives it to himself, turns himself into some kind of wild urine Yeti, would like that. And his name is King Wild Man. King Wild Man will be a thing. I'm, I'm taking a guess, but I think he will be a well, thing. Later. Well, do you remember Big Trouble in Little China? I do. Is, is that a reference to that? Remember that the hairy monster that was in there? Oh, that's what that's referring to. Yeah, okay. that's that's what the the, the Chinese Yeti was. was oh, yeah. I never I never made the connection. Okay. Yeah. All right. So Sister Dagger is going to fight Wild Child, uh, Wild, whatever his main name is. Uh, and then Shang Chi is asking Shang Chi. I keep messing it up. Asking him. So have you been? Uh, oh no, no. Before we get to this part, he's talking about his family. He was like, Yeah, I understand. Family can be rough. My family didn't interview with me. I've been about a whole different path. I might have been a pro wrestler, all the stuff like that. And he's just telling them, man, if you need any help my, uh, with your family, you know, just let me know. And Shane's just thinking to himself, well, what you could do is shut the fuck up and start talking about my family. Because <laughs> I don't want to keep lying to you and let you find out what's really going on because everything going on right now is really tied to me, you know. Uh, and then he asked him, so, hey, you been training? Uh, you remember all the training I talked to you? Like, I mean, I forgot all that stuff. He was like, well, if you do it, I promise you, your spider sense will get stronger. And the moment he does that, he trips an alarm. He was like, oh, yeah, my spider sense don't work well with motion sensors. He was like, that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you did the shit I told you to do when you were training, you would have caught that shit. So they get shot at. They beat the shit out of these people, stuff like that. Uh, Web them up. Shang-Chi kicks all of them in there. Uh, oh, yeah, they beat King Wild. Oh, and that's not even the whole point. I, I, that's a whole other part to this shit right here. They beat King Wildman. King Wildman touches Spider-Man, put the root on him. And Spider-Man turns into Spider-Yeti, Spider-Urine, or whatever. So, they, yeah. Now they, yeah, now they got to fight Spider-Monster, whatever like that. So, he's twice as strong as he was before, even though he was already super strong because he has the strength of a spider, you know. So, uh, Sister Dag is just like, look, let's not hold back this guy. Let's just kill him, you know. Holds his mouth open. I'll stab him. I'll slit his throat with my dagger. Call it a day. Like, no, you're not going to kill Spider-Man. I have a better idea. So, what they're going to do is Shang-Chi... Uh, basically grabs his web and she's like, Ugh, this shit feel like snot. Like, just shut the fuck up and grab it, you know. Then he takes the root off his face and he turns back to regular, you know. Uh, and then 
Spider Man's like, okay, why why haven't y'all called the cops yet to get these drugs out of here? And she's like, all this stuff has the symbol of the Five Weapons Society on it. It should belong to you, Shang Chi. So he's like, okay, I'm the Supreme Commander. Uh, and she was like, uh, yeah. And that's the thing. He keeps trying to act like he's, you know, a, a seedless character. Oh, Spider Man, don't worry about that. And she calls me like, why you keep acting like this? Acting, you know, she really want to say fuck off, but she don't say that, you know, because it's Marvel, you know. Uh, and then she's like, fine, I'll tell you who I am. I'm the Supreme Commander. I'm the Brother Hand, leader of the Five Weapons Society. The police are not touching these weapons. I'm taking these weapons and getting them out of here. So he makes a phone call, calls uh, his team. Uh, the, the House of Daggers go down there in their Chinese shield helicarrier thing that they stole or appropriate. I don't know what they did. They take the shit, destroy the shit, and Shang-Chi axes them. Uh, okay, hold on, man. Are you still one of us? Or are, you, are you a big crime boss now? And he basically tells them, what did your spider sister tell you? And it leaves. And that's it. So, uh, then Wild Man, King Wild Man, we don't know. King Wild Man is being talked to by somebody. But it looks like there's friction is going to be like a civil war coming up. But the next, but that doesn't matter. Next book, Shang-Chi versus Captain America. And that's the cover with Shang-Chi holding Captain America's shield, kicking Captain America out of the building. So, yeah. <laughs> this thing. Now, for those that don't know, Shang-Chi has already kicked Captain America's ass back in Jonathan Hickman's uh, Avengers run when they sparred one time. And he couldn't touch Shang-Chi. So this is already a thing. So there's even no competition. This ain't like a, oh, well, he was young and was a rookie. didn't know what he was doing. And have, nah, Shang-Chi just fucking just whooped his ass and just was done with it, you know. It was taking it easy on the whole time. Because, oh, is that you? You did that? Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, okay. I, I thought somebody was popping in here. Like, what, what the fuck? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, yeah, but that's, that's all I got with this book. So, uh, yeah, what, what you got next? So, no, no I was just showing, sharing this. This is uh, um, this is the Uran from. Oh, uh, that's for the regular list. Okay, yeah. From, uh, from, uh, yeah, the that, brown Yeti, the Chinese Yeti from Bridge from a Little China. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. Uh, where's another? And here's another picture of him carrying a uh, Gracie Law. So oh. yeah, that's that's the thing about this book is that they do go deep into Chinese lore. Not deep, but they give you a hint of Chinese lore. And Shang Chi's whole thing is that he's fighting against these things. So I like how you yeah. tile it together. So. Well, yeah. Last time it was the hopping vampires. You know. Yeah. So they're making reference to like yeah martial arts movies. So yeah, if you're a fan, yeah. You know. So yeah, it, it feels like they're they're following the formula of what they did with Black Panther. Not not the movie, yeah. the comic. Because the comic, like I said, he was a D-list character that pretty much got the shit kicked out of him every now and then. every now he get a win over some people every now and then. But then when Priest got his hands on him, he started putting them over everybody. He started beating everybody ass. Oh, I'm a king. You can't talk to me like this. I'm way bigger than you thought I was. You're doing the same thing with Shang Chi, even mm -hmm. though he needed his ass. Well, he was always whooping everybody's ass. But now he's like, no, you can't treat me like some second tier class avenger i'm really this huge ass crime boss i'm controlled over to all this this armies and shit like that so you treat me with some more respect it's basically they're doing the same thing and he's getting over on everybody beating shit at everybody also just like they started doing with black panther like he you know the first five issues you know he he uh went to mephisto went to hell and sold mephisto his soul some shit like that and ripped his heart out and stuff like that same thing that he's gonna go one by one and kick every avenger's ass captain marvel is on there Shang-Chi is he's a badass. He ain't Captain <laughs> Marvel badass. I want to see how that shit goes, you know. So yeah. yeah. All right. So so what you got? No, that's what rep representation matters. When you know you get, you know, people representing themselves, telling these stories, you get some cool shit. 
That you is know? true. Like I said, it's <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, those are those things from Put Trim Little China. Oh, Shang Chi versus those things. That sounds dope. Yeah, Shang Chi. Shit, Shang Chi. Well, it, it's got it's deprogramming. It's gonna take yeah, us a while. Yeah, we, yeah. I'm still learning. So <laughs> we're not racist. This. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, the last book I'll do is Redemption number four. Okay. This is from AWA. This is Krista Faust and Mike Diodato Jr. Um, this is that neo-noir, futuristic, apocalyptic Western where um, kind of based on Lyndall Hamilton, she is like this uh, gunslinger. They call her the, the butcher. Um, she is helping or supposed to help this woman um, fight this corrupt sheriff of this uh, town called Redemption. He's a corrupt sheriff who's um, basically and very, very ultra religious, you know, religious fanatic, uh, basically about to uh, um, execute a doctor for performing an abortion. And so, uh, yeah, this woman goes and seeks out the help of this legendary gunslinger known as the butcher and we get a little bit of flashback on why, and she she doesn't want to help her. Um, she doesn't want to, you know. She doesn't consider herself a hero. She's not a good guy, um, you know. Basically, telling she doesn't care. But you know, you know, she's trying to, you know, that you know that torn hero thing. I got a dark past. I'm not worthy. You know, redemption, redeeming herself, all that stuff. So she's got to go back, go back to that town and kill the sheriff, kill her ex lover all that that's what it means going up against so you can the next issue is going to be the final issue the conclusion so you can tell her this is going to be you know the final gun fight will be in the next issue so um it's cool diodato's art is dope the action is dope you know i you know the detail and just diodato doing you know, oh yeah i see that that's like you know. savage when we first started doing savage avengers yeah yeah you can tell the act, action panels you know, he just draws action very well, you know. So I'm into this book. I'm, you know, I've been, it's four issues now. Last issue is next week or next month. So, yeah, I'm, I look forward to it. So, yeah, another four out of five. And that's pretty much it. I'm booked out. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it was a bunch of other books that we could have did. We could have did like that Way of X Nightcrawler thing. I didn't feel like doing that. Uh, Wonder Girl drop, but I didn't. Get yeah, I didn't get Girl. a chance to read that yet. I, I wouldn't go into. It'll be on DC Universe uh, three week, three months from now. So <clears throat> I'll catch up on the damn when it's when it's fully canceled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So like I said, what happens next week? I don't know what comes out next week because I think the big thing was Army of the Dead. I guess we'll review Modok. I'm gonna, yeah, just, I'm gonna just be like really quick about it, just whether or not it's good or it sucks. <laughs> you know I, I can give a review right now on the two issues or two of. <laughs> Episodes I want. Go for it. But knock I it won't. out. It's, but I won't. I won't. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll say we'll collect our thoughts. We're, we're, <laughs> only fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Like I said, just check it out next week. We'll have some more books we'll get a chance to talk about. Uh, until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. We'll talk to you guys next week. Same bully time, same bully channel. All right. Here we go. Third take. Real quick, Ali. Mm. Got me breathing with dragons. I'll crack the egg in your basket, you bastard. I'm Marilyn Manson with madness. Now just imagine the magic I like to ask is don't ask for your favorite rapper. He dead. Yes, sir. Amen. Chuch. He dead. I killed him. Amen. Bitch. 
And this is rigor mortis and it's gorgeous when you die I recorded and I'm Morpheus, the matrix in my mind I'm out the orbit, you an orphan and a hairdresser combined I'm on the toilet when I rhyme, if you the shit then I decline I climax where you begin and then I end on cloud nine And that's important when you morph into an angel in the sky And don't be forging all my signatures, my listeners reply And tell me that you biting style, you got a hell of an appetite And I'ma be here for a while, just buckle up before the ride Or knuckle up if you can fight, we always making them duck or die A suit and tie is suitable and usual is suicide See us I just might investigate this fucking parasite. Me. Aim it at your celebrity, this is studio felony Ferragami to many and cool enough for the 70s Nigga payback's a bitch and bitch you been living in debt with me Dead I'm all in especially leave a call on his mother voice Mother say that he rest in peace, big ol' chop of the recipe Wrestling that's irrelevant, rather rest at your residence Whistling to the melody, couldn't think of a better D Better be on your P and Q, it's just me, J-Rock, Soul and Q Solar system and barbecue, nothing else you can do Yup, yup, I killed him <laughs> Amen Got me breathing with dragons, I'll crack the egg in your basket, you bastard, I'm Melly Manson, don't ask who your favorite rapper, he did, yep, yep, amen, I know, he did, for sure, amen, amen, got me breathing with dragons, I'll crack the egg in your basket, you bastard, I'm Melly Manson, don't ask who your favorite rapper, I rapped them and made them Casper, I captured the likes of NASA, my pedigree to fly faster, I passed the week to the pastor, we all are sinners, once you send us the Bible, study faster, yo hypocrite is reaction to blasphemy, I assassin my casualty, and it's casually done, and tell them my salary comes. Lumps of one hundreds, don't talk to me about no money The sun is under my feet and I come in peace to compete I don't run if you rather leap My statistics go up in weeks and I go visit the nearest creek And I get busy, yo, many MC, really ballistic Anybody can see any assistance, everybody to see some persistence Recognize I'll be really too vicious The permanent beast and the demolition Breaking up the street, better partition, better dot your T Hannibal mention, how to fall you see Putting my dick in the rap industry Everybody bitching, getting mad at me Recognize Kendrick in a battery And I'm charged up in a catastrophe It's charged up in hard density And y'all fucks never gonna hassle me And y'all luck just ran out, you'll see He did. Yep. Amen. I know. He did. For sure. Amen. Amen. Got me breathing with dragons. I crack the egg in your basket, you bastard. I'm Marilyn Manson. Don't ask for your favorite rapper. He did. Yep. yep. Amen. I know. He did. For sure. Amen. Amen.